Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning into yet another episode of It Came From Cherry Hill. My name is Glenn and I am joined by my wonderful co-host, Mr. Rob. Rob, how are you this fine Thursday evening? I feel good, man. Uh, I feel like it's been a little bit. I feel like the hangover has finally subsided. <laughs> uh, the post-con has come down. Mm. And Glenn, we should celebrate the fact that I was I was able to go to a con. Nothing got in the way. Absolutely, my man. The heavens Yay. did not open up and rain down depression and bad luck on you. You were finally able to attend a Monster Mania event without any cataclysmic, like, you know, fallout from it, which is. I, I gotta be honest, man. The whole time I'm driving there, oh, I'm just God. like, don't get an accident. Don't get it. Don't, don't. Phone don't ring. Don't. No one call me. Like. It was until I got in the parking lot. It didn't actually feel like it was happening. Visions of like Final Destination Two of those logs just shooting off the trailer, smashing through your windshield. Like you know, <laughs> I, under, I was. I understand. I was fifty feet away from every car on the road, like just like trying to build this bubble around myself. Yeah, man. Because like you know, I'm I'm cursed. But I got there and we spent the whole weekend, and it was a lot of fun, man. Yeah, man. It was a it was a good time, and of course. You know, Monster Mania, like the first outing over at uh, the Oaks Convention Center uh, in Phoenixville. So, I mean, change of venue for sure from our Cherry Hill, uh, our namesake location, uh, be that as it may. Uh, but uh, a welcome one, I think. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, we're going to get into the whole thing after we're done. You know, we'll go through the whole recap of the whole show and all that. But I think overall, my impression was very good of the venue the place and everything i think it was very good it it was different and not all of it was good but i think overall it was it was a very good show and a very good first outing yeah i'm definitely going to echo pretty much everything everything that you said it was a little weird to not be in the crown plaza after kind of making that our the only show that we really attend multiple times a year uh, to be in an, a place that wasn't a hotel at all and kind of detached from the actual convention. But we stayed at the um, at the hotel, and it was only about maybe a mile away. Like maybe just yeah, not a, like a hair over a mile. And that was something that I definitely was more concerned about than, you know, the, the not being concerned. Because I just wasn't sure what that was going to look like. You know, on paper, it didn't look too bad. It looked like we were pretty much going to be walking through, you know, a bunch of shopping centers. But I didn't know what that was going to look like in practice. But in practice, it was actually way better than I thought it was going to be. Because the hotels, um, both like the two that were like right, right there and closest to the uh, convention center are in fact in like kind of sandwiched in like an office complex, a shopping center, and they are flanked by like the main like highway over there. And you have a ton of places to eat. You've got a Wawa, you've got uh, a Target, you have a Starbucks right there, and you've just got a ton of options for you to be able to go out and get pretty much anything. If you forgot something at home, like you're covered. If you're hungry, you're covered. No matter what time of day it is, easy. You can definitely get it taken care of. And a lot of the concerns I have had about the location were pretty much resolved like within like the first like 20 minutes once I got there. I was like, this, this is going to work. Yeah, our first walk over to the convention center was great. Um, and I think we both had the same opinion. Oh yeah, this isn't, this isn't that bad a walk at all. I, I think... 
Look, I, I will, the big plus I'll give the hotel and, and just like, let's talk about the accommodations in general for this con. Cause really, if you're going to go to this con, you're going to stay like we did. You're going to stay at one of those two hotels. I think I'm going to echo your statement is that unlike Cherry Hill, which is on an Island in the middle, I don't want to call it in the middle of nowhere, but like you, you can't, you can't safely walk too many places yeah. in, in Cherry Hill. I mean, right. Is that 73? That's uh, that's Route seventy, and 72. I mean you can you can walk down seventy. If you, I mean you're gonna have to walk a good mile, mile and a half before you hit like a big uh, center, and then there will be a crossing like where you can hit a button. But I mean it's it's super big. It's one of the busiest roads in Camden County for sure. Like mm-hmm. like if you're gonna get hit by a car and die, that's probably one of the roads that's gonna happen that's on. <laughs> <laughs> like just throwing it out there. So I felt like I felt from a location perspective, from an amenities perspective, this one hands down was was is just better than Cherry Hill, uh, just because of the location. Food is so easy to get. It's easy to get. It's easy to get to and from the convention center. Uh, so overall, that part huge, huge plus. I mean, yeah, you know, I didn't I didn't really think of it as like you know like this show versus Cherry Hill. I mean, it, I was doing it in my mind, but when you think about it in terms of like you know convenience. Oaks, Oaks probably comes out ahead. It's just they're just eat stuff that's way easier to get to. Like you said, you're not walking anywhere in in Cherry Hill at all. If you forgot it, you're kind of, if the hotel doesn't have it, you're pretty much out of luck. Um, mm-hmm. And it really couldn't be further from the truth here. I mean, you almost got some Christmas shopping done. I did get, I got, I got some, uh, I got some of my kids' birthday shopping actually done yeah. uh, while I was there. So that was great. Yeah, I think overall, again, the location itself and the location of the hotels is infinitely better than what it is at cherry hill the problem is that it's not cherry hill i will say that we were also blessed by weather um exactly it was not gonna say it was not like it was actually like super comfortable i think it was like 65 for like most of the time that we were there we didn't encounter any rain had we had been in like you know super if it was super hot it wouldn't really have been the worst it wouldn't have been fun but it would have been fine you bring a cold drink it'd be fine um, but had it been like pouring, yeah, that would have been, that would have been rough. Cause you would have had to, um, you would have to drive over there. And I'm just like, I'm spoiled by the convenience of both the, lo- the, the, you know, location of Cherry Hill in terms of how the distance of it. And also like when you're in there, you're just in there up and down one flight of stairs done, you know, not a mile, um, walk. Uh, but this is still, it was still a very good experience. Yeah. I think that this is a show. Uh, if they're going to continue doing it, and I and I absolutely hope that they do, I feel like this is a show that really caters itself more to what let's call them the day tripper. You have a Saturday, you want to bring your family. I think this is a perfect show for it. I think for those of us who like to stay over, I felt like the atmosphere was severely lacking. Right, the beautiful thing about Cherry Hill. And when you go to the Cherry Hill is that, you know, Cherry Hill has been sold out for eight months and the only people that have bought rooms are there for Monster Mania. So everywhere you go, you're inundated with Monster Mania. Our hotel, I saw the occasional Monster Mania person, but it was in passing. Mostly I saw you know kids on a hockey trip, which is fine. Not a big deal. I'm out of that partying stage of my life where I want to go party in hotel rooms. I'm past that point. I want to go drink in my own hotel room by myself. Um so like I'm cool with that. The the issue is this con for those who like to stay is I think you said it best is entirely weather dependent. Your our experience was amazing because the weather was amazing. If it was pouring rain our experience would not have been as good. 
Yeah, absolutely. And that's obviously something that's kind of, you know, <laughs> that's out of the control <laughs> of the of the convention, but it's just something that you have to have to consider. And you know, like you like you said, it, it doesn't quite have this it doesn't have the same atmosphere as Cherry Hill does, where like you check in there and like you said it's sold out and like these are your people for the next 3 days. You know, like it, you're in that group together. And I feel like if you've been going to Monster Mania for a long time, there is that kind of like I feel like unspoken camaraderie around like, you know, the hotel uh, guests and I mean it's still it's still there because it's still at Monster Mania but it's different when you're kind of locked in that building for not locked in there but you know what I'm saying uh, mm-hmm. you, that that is like your home for those for those three days well in a lot of ways like I said right Cherry Hill is an island so you generally when you go there if you're staying in the hotel you're not really leaving because getting in your car and driving away and getting valet to bring it over to you is a giant pain in the butt you generally don't leave you're there you're in and you don't leave the hotel until generally Sunday at some point. So, yeah, in that way, we are all in it together. You run into people. You talk to people. You talk to people online. I felt like it's a more communal atmosphere at Cherry Hill. This felt more like uh, kind of like going to the coolest shopping center in the world. Yeah, sure, there's other people there, but we're not really interacting with each other. And I will say, like, you know, it, it being at a, I mean, it's at a convention center, you know, like even the notion of the spaces, you know, a convention center is a convention. You go, you come back, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to Monster Mania being at a hotel, which is completely revolved around, like, staying overnight, um, or for the most part. Not to say that people don't go to Cherry Hill for the day. I'm sure they do. Uh, but a lot of people go for multiple days. And we, you can go to multiple days for Oaks. We certainly did. We were there <laughs> every uh, every single day. And I will say the, of course, one of the advantages of the convention center is there is a ton of space, so much room. The venue itself is unbelievably awesome for this type of con. There was, and especially in the post-COVID era, feeling like you are not sandwiched into a place is very awesome. In fact... I based on the, what I saw, they could have very easily fit another row of vendors in and still not have been, you know, cramped. It was awesome. That was the best part about it. Absolutely. The vendor aisles had plenty of room to walk around. They were maybe like and I can count them on like a few fingers, like how many times I had to wait while walking up and down those aisles to get around somebody. Almost never. And there was a ton of like open space, especially right behind where they were doing Q&As. Um, there was a ton of room right there that uh, could have been utilized had it needed to be. But I didn't feel like space was a problem, uh, especially as somebody who likes to kind of make sure we're like, hey, like you're my you're my bubble right now. You go back up. <laughs> I think the other thing that that level of space and obviously the new locale gives you is there were so many new vendors. Uh, like there were definitely a couple repeats, right? Our, our, our boy, hopefully he's listening over at Vampire Robots, was hanging out, selling a bunch of toys. Uh, oh, I never got back to him for that Rocketeer figure. Oh, you got you to reach out to him. Note, note to self. I got to hit him up and be like, yeah, because he had a bunch of them, but I meant to go back. And now I'm just realizing like, I never did. He's on oh. Instagram at Vampire Robots. Uh, so we ran into him. We were talking to him for a bit. A couple other, you know, s- standard Monster Mania fair folk, but a ton, ton of new people, lots of new vendors, which I always love because the vendors, my favorite part. I love buying things and I did a lot. So it was awesome, man. 
Yeah, they did. I mean, an awesome job with the you know with the vendors, both the space and the you know the variety of vendors that they had there. So many new vendors. Not a lot of I traditionally go for a lot of different like movies and things like that. Not really so much this convention. I saw maybe maybe like two people sell movies, and one of them was Vinegar Syndrome, and uh, and then there were like maybe like a t- half a table of uh you know like blu-rays or dvds like really like nothing uh compared to what you normally see at cherry hill but you you did have like a ton of toys a ton of different art and things like that so there was definitely a lot to look at and it was refreshing to see a lot of new stuff it was definitely a rob con it was definitely like a con made for me. Hey, you know what though? Like you, you were you were not alone because you and I both like bought a ton of stuff. I brought X amount of dollars to spend at Monster Mania, and I spent X amount of dollars. <laughs> so uh, I didn't go over. I didn't go under. Uh, so I stayed on budget, which is which is good. Uh, but I definitely walked away with a lot of really cool stuff. Yeah, so did I, man. It was really cool. So uh, you want to talk about the thing we bought together? Yeah, I actually have the business card in front of me right here. Uh, it's uh, it's uh, peculiar. Oh my gosh, peculiar. Yes, artifacts. <laughs> so if you go to peculiarartifacts.com, um, you can go and check them out. And the gentleman's name is Kevin Wright, and he makes these amazing kind of layered art creations. Uh, they almost look like if you've ever been to Monster Mania, you've seen a few of the different vendors with like the paper. Uh, like the very fancy colored paper 3D artwork. So usually smaller in frames, a bunch of different characters from different movies. There's Disney ones, there's horror ones, there's human centipede ones, there's all types of different things. They all pop out. They look really, really cool. Uh, But this gentleman does pretty much the same thing, but he's using... He's using like wood and it's layers and layers and layers that have been that have been cut. And it's is like I was we were walking by the first day we were there. We were walking down the aisle and I saw the Billy the Puppet from Saw with like that black and that red and that white. And it's just his face. But the way that the wood and like the gloss that's on it and the just the depth and the dimensions of it, it just pops. And as soon as I saw it, I was like, I, I'm going to buy that. Like, I'm going to buy that. If it's for sale, it's, I'm going to buy it. Um, it just it, – in. I don't really have a bunch of art. I mean, I have some, but I don't have a ton. And it's not often that I see something at the con art-wise that I'm like, I have to have it. Even in general, there's not a lot that I'm like, I need to buy this right now. And But I felt that sense of urgency when I saw it because I'm like, I don't know how many they have. I'm like, but it's just, it's just so impressive the way that it's put together and the way that it looks when it's on the wall and when you see it. So if you are interested in any type of that like 3D like art, I strongly urge you to go and check out peculiarartifacts.com uh, so you can see all the different things that he has available and the pricing is like super reasonable there's way more on the website than it was there um you know there's pieces ranging from 80 dollars uh, all the way up to like i think like 300 and the uh, billy the puppet that we bought was a hundred dollars and it is probably like 11 by 17 it's like that legal size um it's uh, a little bit bigger yeah a little bit bigger uh but it mean it just it just looks great and i was so glad that it was there when we went the second day because uh we just must have missed him the first time and he wasn't at the table uh but he was there the second day and i was like how much is that 100 bucks i was like here you go i have to have it 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 looked it looked great and it's always a it's always a thing, right? So like if you ever travel, if you guys, you know, have a buddy that you do stuff with and you generally do the same things, a lot of times me and Glenn 
are not necessarily looking for the same things, which I think partially why our shopping trips work. But this is a scenario that he fell in love with it. I have to be honest, I fell in love with it too, but he was so digging it. I'm like, you know what, man? That's you. Like, if you're not going to buy it, I'm going to buy it because it is unreal art. And he buys it. I'm looking around at other pieces like, you know, I have two of those, right? And I was like, oh, yes, please. Like, all of his other stuff was really cool, but like, I have a... Sm- I have a small Saw collection beginning. I love Billy the Puppet. I love the Saw franchise. So, uh, and I love unique art. And this is one of the most unique, striking pieces I've ever seen. But he has stuff for Jason, an amazing Candyman piece that I was looking at. That was really, really good. A signed one. Yeah, it was awesome. So, and again, I I like that because again, the price is reasonable. But a hundred bucks for a custom piece of art to me is not that bad. I'm happy to spend that for some dude who spent time making it. And I think the Billy puppet, I think I counted, I think it's like eight layers of wood and it just all sits on top of each other. It gives like this really, really, really cool kind of effect to it. When you look at it in person, it's wild. So if you are interested, please check him out. He's unreal. I, I hope to see him at Cherry Hill. I hope to see him again next year. Cause I will continue to buy pieces from him. He's awesome. A thousand percent. I hope he. I hope he did really well at the con. I hope every vendor did really well at the con. But I mean, even if you're not like you know, not everybody is super into Saw or super into Candyman or or, or any of those like specific like horror greatest hits. I urge you, like if you if you just are into art or you like any of that 3D, like it's coming out at you, like go check his stuff out because. I'm guarantee you, you will at least enjoy your time looking at what he has, uh, and you will probably find something uh, that you want because it is it is just super impressive. I, I can't recommend it enough. So uh, for me, I, I I was in a very similar boat. I bought quite a few things, and it's funny, Glenn. Ever I went back and listened to it, and I think everything I talked about on the preview show, I was able to acquire. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's great, man, because it's not that's not always the case. A lot of times, no. you have, you've got your shopping list, and it is very rare that you know the majority, if not if especially like all of it gets checked off because normally people just don't have it or the price isn't quite there. Uh, but I mean, that's awesome that you were able to get everything that you had your eye on. Yeah, I picked up. So I got Goliath. I got the Gargoyles Goliath NECA. Uh, holy crap. And I got him for almost MSRP. There think- were there were a lot of sellers who were selling stuff literally at or below MSRP. Uh, I'm sure there were people there who were selling stuff more. And I mean, to me, oh, there to, were. I mean, which only makes sense to an extent, you know, like you're not doing that, you know, for as a favor, you're doing it to make some amount of money. Mm-hmm. Um, but there were a so many vendors uh, like the pricing was like on point definitely i feel like like i feel like better than normal for the most part in terms of pricing across the board so uh yeah goliath is unbelievable he is a uh, one of the best neca figures i've ever seen them put together he is well painted well sculpted i think neca does really well on their bigger figures i think they have more room to play with and even though i think they do great on their standard fare uh he is awesome uh if you've seen any pictures of him i don't know if they do justice to the wingspan which is honestly if you spread his wings out end to end i'm gonna call it three feet it is huge huge so number one you need some space for him i would also number two highly recommend going out and getting a very sturdy stand for him i could not get him to stand up 
he is so back heavy with those wings that like I, I, I could not get him to stand up. Now, in one of the figures that's coming later on, uh, with which is his uh his dog analogous, it's a gargoyle dog, they're gonna be putting in like his draped around him wings as an add-in. So that may make him standable, but with his wings, because they are it's interesting for NECA, they are just straight up hard molded plastic. I couldn't get him to stand. So I went out and bought the storm collectibles flight stand. It cost me like 10 bucks. Uh, it's really sturdy. And he stood up with that and he is dope looking. So if you're, if you have all any good memories of that show as a kid and are, you just like cool figures, he is a, another home run from NECA, man. Yeah. I kind of had the same uh, problem with, uh, I got the NECA, the nun figure, uh, while we were there because there was a vendor who was selling uh, water damage packaging goods, which was, I mean, that's fine because pretty much everything I have, um, I display out of the packaging except for the Migos, but we'll, we'll get there. And I definitely had the same issue in terms of trying to get it to stand because there were no feet, um, like holes in the feet to allow it to stand in the regular NECA stands. So, I mean, it's really kind of, I have her leaning up against the wall and she hasn't fallen down yet, uh, which is, which is good. Um, but, and it works for where it is, but I could definitely like feel the need for needing to get another, another type of stand for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I have one. The one I have for Goliath is one that has the, the claw that goes around his waist. And it's nice, too, because you can lift him up and he looks like he's kind of like landing. It's very, you know, dramatic. Uh, but yeah, man, that was a great find. The the rained out figures. You caught that for 20 bucks. That was a huge find. Yeah, there were a good amount of figures in there uh, as well. All at definitely an affordable price. So like, I mean, for $20, I wasn't going to I wasn't going to pass it up. It looks super cool. Awesome. Uh, so another thing for me uh I thought it was really cool because it looks like they were kind of sponsoring of the con. Uh, Ice Nine Kills had a vendor had a vendor booth there, which was really dope. Um, they and the guitarist was there, uh, so I got to talk to the guitarist from Ice Nine Kills, which is super cool. So I bought a cool hoodie because you know I like supporting those bands. I got to talk to guitarist for a little bit. Uh, there and also again, I've I've talked a lot about them on the um, on the podcast. They have a latest album out that's called Welcome to Horrorwood, which is really good. I don't think it's quite as good as Silver Scream, but it's still very very good. I think Silver Scream is a perfect album. Uh, so it's not quite as good as that, but it's still awesome. If you like Silver Scream, you will like Welcome to Horrorwood. Uh, and I think there are some real bangers of songs on there, especially the American Psycho song. I think that that song is just so wacky and brilliant. So that was really cool. You don't normally see bands at the show, which was an interesting thing. There was another band there too, um, American Grimm. Who, uh, if you're on the if you're on the call today or on the call, you've been at work too long, my man. I've been at work too long. Uh, if you are listening to podcasting, you're in our range bracket, each thirty to let's say thirty seven, thirty eight. Uh, think American Grimm is kind of like if Adema and Orgy had a baby. That's kind of what they sound like. Even uh, my wife, I put them on her. She's like, yeah, they definitely have like a like they're going for that Orgy nineties vibe. Uh, but you can find them on Spotify. They're pretty good. It's a good vibe, to be honest. <laughs> it, it, it's a it's good like vibe. That, Stop it. <laughs> I feel like everything's like coming around again. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? 
like you know all the music that we used to dig is now like oh because it's retro it's cool and i'm like no it's just cool i'm not old that's how you know i was gonna say that's how you know we're old i saw it today online it was like somebody like shared a picture of the first episode of the walking dead and they were like 12 years ago and i was like stop it stop it no <laughs> i was like that can't be right i didn't look it up because i didn't want to know <laughs> but i'm like that's got I me mean, i guess i guess that's real uh that's great that's 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 crazy to me man so we're old is what you're saying yeah yeah yeah, yeah but check old. out ice night kills if you never have and you're a horror fan they do basically the last two albums have been horror centric theme songs and if you're just an old fart like us and want to listen to like you know re- remiss on like a new orgy-esque sounding album american grim so you want to check out uh but you i think for your big find uh you're you went on a you went on a little Migo spree. I did, I did. I collect the all the well, not all, but the a, a vast majority of the hard like little Migo action figures. Uh, mostly because I think a lot of them look really cool and they are very economical. Uh, I was able to pick up um, the Bride of Frankenstein, Frankenstein, Dracula, the Invisible Man, uh, Phantom of the Opera, and Candyman. Uh, and I was able to haggle a little bit, and I was able to get them all for a little bit under MSRP. So I think I got them for like fourteen each or so, um, maybe a little bit less. Uh, but it worked out. It worked out well. I was able to to get a deal and uh, put a whole bunch of them on my wall. Those I keep in the package because I think the packaging usually looks so cool. Uh, and they're just I don't want to have to deal with trying to stand them up. And they fit on like weird spaces on the wall, which is uh, which is great. Uh, I also was able to get Candyman signed by Tony Todd himself. Uh, Candyman. Uh, so that was that was awesome. There was almost no line uh, Saturday uh, at night uh, to be able to get his signature. So that was even better. I was like in and out of that line in like 20 minutes or so. I will say that I did not know until I was already in line um, at the there, there's a sign at his table. Uh, but he does charge a $20 premium if you are getting uh, merchandise signed. So he has like an autograph price. And then like if you're if your autograph is on like a toy or a collectible item, there is a surcharge. Uh, so you have to be ready for that. And, um, you know, I was really kind of rubbed a little bit the wrong way by that. But I'm like, all right. I'm, I'm like, you know, I brought X amount of dollars to spend. I'm here. Uh, we're going to do it. Uh, but uh, I don't quite understand it. You know, maybe maybe unless uh, he has like an influx of like dealers and he's trying to like bring the pain to them a little bit more. Maybe if you have a whole bunch of stuff, um, you know, that you're trying to sell, like a whole bunch of the same item. You know, if it's I feel like if it's blatantly obvious that you're really selling it, uh, then for sure, I, I guess like. I, I don't know um but it, it was a little strange i've never seen anybody do that before um normally there is a price sometimes there's different prices for things um but it's usually not like it usually bring your own item is the same as the autograph or sometimes even a little bit less so i, I don't know it's strange yeah i i have to i think i would have taken a stronger stance i probably would have gotten out of line yeah um I, that to me yeah i don't like that uh that it, it doesn't I can understand if you want to charge more for a picture and, and I understand that. Right. Like an autograph and a picture it, to my brain. Right. We're we're in a we're in a financial transaction between me and the person who's doing their job, which is signing autographs. Like I understand that. Right. We're not buddies like you are doing a service for me that I appreciate and I'm happy that you're willing to do it. There is no difference between signing a picture and signing a figure. There is absolutely no difference. There's no extra work. There's no extra anything. Yeah, like, you know, hey, you are welcome 
as an independent contractor, which is basically what these things are, to charge whatever the heck you want. For sure. I, as a consumer, am allowed to say no. And because I have a platform, which is a podcast, I am allowed to say no. If I ever saw that, I would probably get out of line unless it was something insane. Like, you know, I just had to have it, right? There's some people I'd probably, they could probably get away with it, right? I paid like $80 for Christopher Lloyd one time just to scribble some stuff on a paper because it's Christopher freaking Lloyd, um, who's never come back, I don't think. No. Uh, so I was happy I did so that yeah, when it was, I did. It was good. You got it. But like, yeah, no, that to me, that, that leaves a very bad taste in my mouth, man. I don't understand why, I don't understand the reasoning. Maybe there's a good one. And I think you're right. Like if someone came up with like 10 action figures and they were obviously a dealer. Yeah, man. Yeah, stick cause it I, to them. cause like I, cause, cause I hate that, you know, like, I mean, anybody's free to get whatever they, whatever they want signed and pay however much they want to pay. But I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing worse than when you see somebody with like a whole stack of posters and like, it's just like, and they, and they've got all like these like fancy tubes and stuff. And I'm like, all right, like, I mean, I guess, I guess they got to make their money too. But like, you know, I, I'm like, oh, I gotta wait for, I gotta wait for that. Like, you know, I'd rather just be in line with like regular type people. Uh, and yeah, I definitely wasn't a fan of it. Uh, but you, you know, like I was there, like I, I brought a certain amount of money to spend. It kept me within my certain amount of money to spend. I wanted it. And I was like, I'm like, I'm just gonna, I'm like, I'm just gonna push through, you know? <laughs> I may rescind this. How much was his autograph with the surcharge? With the surcharge, it was eighty dollars. Whoa! Yes, sir. Yeah, Tony that's... Todd uh, definitely jumped since the last uh, con. But I mean, I mean, I feel like that's almost to be expected to some extent. My, not the surcharge, but the jump in cost uh, because you know, you, I mean, Candyman is out now. Like now, like he came here, Candyman came out. Like, I mean, also. The change of venue, you know, going from like, you know, Monster Mania and Sherrod Hill, which he's been at many, many, many times to Oaks, you know, Pennsylvania. Like he, he's, you know, maybe, maybe they're thinking like, well, we don't know what the crowd's going to be like. We're kind of striking why the iron is hot because of Candyman coming out. So maybe they've raised the price by like $20. Um, but, uh, but yeah, um, it's definitely, yeah, yeah, it was expensive. <laughs> 60 bucks for an autograph. I mean, again, that puts him in Christopher Lloyd territory. Uh yeah yeah but Christopher Lloyd I think was eighty bucks by by himself. I mean, but I handed was. him a very cool poster. Yes, that I had him sign because like again, not gonna we can move off it because you know, I don't want for sure I don't yeah. hammer on negative. No, but no, and that, Tony Todd's awesome, so you can't. That, you can't yeah, he's he's great, and I love him, and I love his work, Star Trek, and otherwise love him. But like yeah, that leaves a bad taste in my mouth. And look, this is how it comes down to you, folks. Like if you don't like something, don't pay for it, and they'll stop doing it. And problem solved. Easy peasy. Uh, but anyway, so, but you got it signed. So let's talk about the positive. You got it signed. That's oh, really dude, awesome. Oh, yeah, it looks awesome. Uh, so, <laughs> speaking of collections, uh, I bought a lot of patches. <laughs> oh, you bought so many. You're wa- rocking your battle vest right now. Uh, and I know that, like, on the last episode, for those who don't know, you were like, listen, I am uh, an older gentleman, and I need to have a battle vest, or basically a cut-off, like, denim vest, which I will adorn with all types of patches from my youth and today. <laughs> and uh, you took up your, your sewing habit, and, you know, you've made it all, like, super custom. Basically, uh, I believe in the last podcast, you say you look like meatloaf from Rocky Horror. That's generally the, that's the shtick I'm going for. Yeah, it was, uh, I rock, you know, I rocked it all day at the con. It was super fun. Got a couple compliments, which is always great. Many, I would say. And, and I bought a lot of patches. So I bought, um, just to go through them very, very quickly. Got the Crypt Keeper, looking great. 
Got an Are You Afraid of the Dark patch. Got this really cool patch, which is basically a recreation of the message on the ATM from American Psycho, where it goes, Patch, you feed me a stray cat. Got that. Really cool looking. I got a Sleepaway Camp patch. I got a Basket Case patch. I got a really cool Hellraiser patch. I got an Evil Dead patch. I know I'm missing a couple. I got an Exorcist patch. Uh, that... I know I'm missing some, but I meant to have them over here, but I left them with my sewing kit out in my living room. So <laughs> I don't know where they are, uh, which has been awesome. So, and I got a couple of pins. Uh, I got a really cool, uh, I got real, two really cool pins. I got this Hellraiser pin. That's like the lament configuration, but it's structured like an upside down cross because metal. And then I got this other one that was, uh, the, and I, I wish I, I wish I still had cards, uh, the company that did it, it was a con exclusive and it is uh, basically an exorcist uh, pin with uh, Reagan as kind of zombified exorcist, uh, Pazuzu the statue, and then Pazuzu that white faced demon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. In, like mm-hmm. a, in like a trifecta. It's a really huge pin, but God, does it look cool? Uh, yeah, man. It was a really, uh, I was really excited because that stuff's hard to come by. The one thing I wish is I wish there were more folks there doing more custom work. There's a couple that are full on custom, like uh, the, the uh, female stray cat patch. That one's really cool, but I've definitely seen patch guys there before that you create more custom artwork. And it's like, you know, a lot of these were like, just like, you know, the poster or like a picture of the crypt here, which is totally dope, but I like the unique stuff. I like the stuff you can only buy at the cons. Some of that stuff I could have bought on Etsy. It was just nice to be able to buy it there. I did make a joke with my wife that once I'm done sewing all these patches on, my vest will be the most expensive piece of clothing that I own. And I don't know what that says about me. <laughs> that's, uh, that's a good point. Once your vest is done, you're going to have to like start trying to find like old like horror t-shirts and then you can like sew them into like a big quilt or something. I think that the vet, the vest may be done after this round of patches because i bought a lot of patches you did i think if i'm gonna do another vest and i make so i've had so much fun you need one, different colors i mean it's all about coordinating the outfit rob i'm gonna i'm gonna make a hellraiser vest just all hellraiser all hellraiser <laughs> that's what you need uh, you need to have like hellraiser. 13 you gotta have like 12 vests all different like themes <laughs> a saw one? Oh no a saw one would be dope because like i can't paint really well but i could probably paint a spiral as the back patch oh no okay yes now i have ideas there we go it, it's frankly it's just fun and it's creative and it's you know i sat down on halloween uh my wife wanted to go out and play some board games with her friends i stayed home with the kid i watched child's play three uh bride of chucky and the first two episodes of the Chucky series, I just sewed like a little old lady, just sewed, drinking my beer, having my little sewing session. It was really nice. That's good, man. It's a good hobby. And an so, economical one as well. Was there anything? I think that's about everything we bought. Yeah. Right? Yes. I okay. believe so. Overall, I would say the vendor situation at this con um, was fantastic. What I what was great for me, I hope is still great for the con, is that it never felt very busy. Yeah. And I'm hoping that's because of the space and mm-hmm. not because of ticket sales. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh I will say that um, you know, Monster Mania release, we'll we'll get there because I won't I won't like, you know, expose the whole show. Um, but uh 
the Oaks convention is not currently on the Monster Mania schedule for 2022. Um, they said that it is definitely a possibility, uh, but it's going to you know, like depend on uh, depend on the numbers. And it will always be an add-on, they said, not a replacement for any show. So, you, will, you know, no show will be dropped for Oaks. It will be an additional show if it happens. And I think that's good because I think overall, I think we both came to the same kind of conclusion with Oaks. The location is great, especially in a post-COVID world. They have lots of room to spread out. It's in a different location, which means you get some new vendors. I would never go back for a full weekend. I agree with you. Um, and it's nothing, um, you know, it's it's nothing because of the convention. It's just that, you know, we are so used to, like, the atmosphere and the feel of Cherry Hill. And, like, that is, like, you know, that is, like, the hometown field. Uh, and, like, that's where I want to, that's where I want to play the game. You know, like, I want it all to go down right there. Uh, and this is definitely a welcome convention and i will definitely go to it if they have it again in the future but i'll go to it for one day and hot take rob i'd go on friday i think i'd go friday I don't know. because why the, would you go friday because the best day at monster mania for me in cherry hill is saturday and that's because it's that it's like it, it's in full swing it's at its busiest like you know like every vendor is like there and set up because sometimes they're not all there and set up on saturday on uh, on fridays um and it's just like you know it's like the heat of the moment right there in the middle of the con and it's uh, and it's like the longest day of the con and there's all types of stuff going on like from the morning until the until the night but there is no there are no movies at oaks at the moment there is no there they did they did the costume contest. There is no Rocky Horror, so a lot of those things that like stand out to me for like Saturday uh, activities are not in existence at Oaks at the moment. And I will say like Friday, it was real easy to walk around. It was easy all weekend to walk around at Oaks, but it was real easy to walk around there Friday Friday night. Uh, so if you want to be able to go check out peruse not have to deal with like much of much of a crowd at all and be able to see everything early Friday. Um, the one, the one, the one downside I see to that logic is that there were plenty of vendors, including the one that we have both spoken about incredibly highly that were not set up on Friday. Uh, he or at w- least they weren't there. What wasn't at the table could have been getting something to eat. Definitely was set up though. Maybe I, I, I don't know. I would have to think about it, mm-hmm. but I definitely feel like it's definitely a single day con. Yeah, I'm with I you. I don't, I don't feel like it's a weekend con. I feel like, look, if it's if it was close to you, right? Like if it was ten minutes down the road, heck yeah, I'd probably go for the weekend. But it, it doesn't feel the same as Cherry Hill. It's not. I don't have the love. And again, you guys have to understand too. Obviously, if you listen to us, we have a lot of baggage with Cherry Hill. Right? Horribly biased. Movies. The show was yeah. named after it. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, yeah, that's right. Like we are so biased to Cherry Hill. We're like, oh, there's a show in Delaware. We don't care, Cherry Hill. Uh, but I think that the I think the convention center show is great. I would hope that this. What I hope this does, even if it's not Oaks, I hope this lets Dave kind of think about larger venues. Because I think having the larger venues are really nice. Uh, I, I'm still pulling for AC Convention Center because there is a hotel attached to that, right? Uh, the, it's like, it's right like right it is street. literally in the same parking lot. It is right across the street. It I could throw something at it and hit it. <laughs> yeah, like I know there's a horror convention that already kind of exists down there, but like places like that, Philadelphia Convention Center, or like any of those places, again, like a convention center is great. I just want a hotel attached to it. Yeah. 
so I can very relatively easily get back up to my room, drop off my stuff, sit down, take a break, grab a drink, boom, back into the con. I, I like that environment. I think that's what makes Monster Mania Monster Mania. All that being said, as a secondary show that maybe they do, you know, once every other year or whatever, I would absolutely go for a day. But if I have to choose where my dollars, my hotel dollars are go, Crown Plaza for life, son. Absolutely, my man. And speaking of hotel dollars and the Crown Plaza, the next three shows have been announced um, with uh, two dates at Cherry Hill and, of course, one at Hunt Valley. And they are March 11th to the 13th and August 12th to the 14th. And then for Hunt Valley, September 30th to October 2nd. Um, so it's traditionally like the same type of weekends that they have um, all the time uh, for Monster Mania. It's always like that second weekend in March, that second weekend in August. Um, I think sometimes they do the third weekend too. August, I feel like, fluctuates once in a while. Uh, but they are doing a Monster Mania rate for the hotel. So if you call and you book the hotel, um, just ask for the Monster Mania rate and they will give it to you. Uh, we have kind of revealed our little trick for how you can like save some money on the hotel. But, uh, you know, uh, if you want to listen, if you want to find out what it is, go back to the back catalog and uh, and check it out. You will find it. <laughs> Everyone needs a con going buddy like Glenn, because let me tell you what, I know the dates get announced because I get a text message said, hey, Rob, room's booked. <laughs> Listen, I don't mess around when it comes to Monster Mania, and you should not either. If you're listening to the show, you're obviously a big fan of Monster Mania, and you should not be wasting any time when it comes to making your reservation. They don't take any of your money, and you can cancel it all the way up until the night before at 6 o'clock. So, like, if you want to go, even if you don't know if you're going to go, like, book the room, because... At Cherry Hill, like we said, it's an island. If Cherry Hill sells out, I mean, yeah, you can still go to the convention, but if you want to stay at the hotel, you're not going to be able to, and you're going to have to walk from the uh, Holiday Inn, which is like a little over a mile and a half down the road. Uh, So, and Cherry Hill in uh, March, not the warmest, not the driest. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Actually, you know what? One quick thing we should probably at least touch on is there's another big announcement. Uh, and that they're bringing back, uh, they're bringing back the Christmas movie. Yeah, they call it uh, the return of spooky films, uh, food, drinks, and films. They say come and celebrate the Christmas season with your horror friends and family. Uh, they um, they have not announced a location before, uh, and I actually wrote a little message to them and I said like, hey, like. Like I'm super excited for this. I missed it the last time, um, and I was just waiting for it to come back. And they said that the um, you know last year they they actually when they did the drive-in that was a spooky films Christmas one. And they said the original spooky films that they first did um, was actually before they did Monster Mania. They did a couple uh, shows at the at the Harwin Theater in Mount Ephraim, and then they moved it to Philadelphia. So Spooky Films is also, in a way, kind of like a little bit of like a precursor uh, to Monster Mania, which is interesting. Mm. And uh, Christmas horror is like the best. So, I mean, I, I'm super, I'm super excited. I'm interested to see where it is. I'm interested to see how they do it. Uh, and um, you know, I think, I think time will tell. Uh, I will say, I mean, obviously, if they do. Uh, like, you know, if they're doing the spooky films and they're doing the movies, they're going to definitely, I feel like, sell a good amount of tickets. But I remember on the last show we were talking about, like, well, one, I missed the movies at the shows. And two, would I have gone to a movie like that shows at Monster Mania? And I think I would have because if normally when you walk into the room that they're showing the movies at in the Cherry Hill Crown Plaza, there's a handful of people. There's maybe like eight people. If it's busy, there's 15. 
and the room that they have is huge. Uh, so there's definitely plenty of space in there in order to go view a film, which is also kind of crazy to me that more people don't go and check it out. Don't get me wrong. I want my space. But the two guys who run the projector there, like they're just the best. Uh, they're, they're super nice. They're always like anxious to like talk to you. Uh, when I went to the con, when you couldn't, when you couldn't go, I ran into one of them in the parking lot and he was like, Hey, how you doing? He's like, I got stuff on film. And I was like, cause I always ask him what's on film and I hadn't seen the guy in like two years, you know, like, so I would love to have him on uh, the podcast to like pick his brain. Uh, and talk to him and see and see like you know what that whole experience is like um but i'm anxious to see where this is uh and uh who knows maybe i can get my third maybe i can get my third dose by then so i'll be super <laughs> you know super vaccinated uh so we'll see because i really like that's an event i would i've been wanting to go to i missed the one opportunity and i would love to go to it yeah i'm with you man uh, look i don't know how i feel right now about sitting in a movie theater uh but like you said maybe like if i get it like a month after i get my my third dose i'll be like ah i am superman i am fine hey man i'll go uh, i'll wear the n95 mask you know like it'll be fine <laughs> uh but i'm definitely in um I'm definitely in. You know what I will say too? Uh, uh, go because we just talked about masks. Overall, I felt the masks were good. Yeah. At um, at uh, at uh, the the oak the Oaks Convention Center, they weren't great. because uh, I thought it was required, and I I wish that requirement was a little bit more forceful. But I will say because there was so much space, I never felt uncomfortable. Yeah. I felt like if there's ever a situation where there were too many people, it was very easy to get myself out of it, which was nice. Yep. So overall, I felt like as far as a safe con was concerned, I felt like this was about as safe as it got. So they, I, I made such a big stink about that last time. And because you brought it up, I felt like I had to at least, you know, give the kudos. I would say mask, you know, mask compliance, a seven out of 10, yeah. which, you know, not bad. Better than the regular uh, that you see, uh, like walking around now or in most stores and things like that. Hand sanitizer everywhere. It was never empty anytime I went to use any of it. Uh, there were a ton of room in terms of like if you had to stand in line, if you were in line for an autograph, I never had to stand in line for the bathroom. Um, so like there was plenty like that. That was super easy, like in, in and out of there. So like like really, really good. And that's why I'm anxious to see where they do this event. Like, is it going to be in a movie theater? Is it going to be, is it going to be another drive-in event? Is it going to be like in the hotel? Like who knows? Um, we'll have to, we'll kind of have to see how it goes they might actually be able to do it like especially in terms of like size if they did it in the riverside uh ballroom or the riverside pavilion um, cool. under like the big tent because that is probably the largest space um in terms of like you know just space you could have the movie set up all the way up in the front and you'd have a ton of room to be able to fit a bunch of people uh so i mean that would that would be interesting and i hope that they have like like some vendors there and things like that like uh because that would that would be cool i'm sure they won't have like the whole thing but i bet usually like a couple things are for sale there yeah man so overall con gets good marks from us and i'm excited to come back and we talk again in november we'll talk some more about well i guess it is november happy november uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk again uh, towards December. Uh, we'll start talking. Hopefully, we have some new announcements. Hopefully, things on spooky films. And then, yeah, start getting geared up for March, man. It feels good to be back in the swing of things. Absolutely, my man. And, like, you know, we had a really good experience with this convention. So it kind of just, like, sets the tone, hits refresh a little bit. And, you know, we're back on track. So, uh, you know, I look forward to definitely going to Monster Mania again uh, when March rolls around. Yeah, man. Me too. I'm excited. Awesome, my man. Well, thank you for joining me to talk Monster Mania, and thank all of you for tuning in to listen to us. You can find us over on Twitter at ITCAMEFROMCH, and let us know what you thought of the Oaks Convention. 